Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I'm joined by the wonderful and formidable and one of my favorite people, Morgan Christine. Say hi, Morgan. That's me. Hi. <laughs> uh, today we're taking it back. This is our fallback episode. So uh, I'm playing on the words, obviously, because we had fallback this week, but also we're going to be uh, kind of falling back in a couple of ways. One of those ways is that I'm joined by Morgan today. She's what, She was my original co-host in season one. And the other way is that uh, during our interview segments, we're going to replay um, a much earlier episode. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but before we talk about that, we're going to start the way that I always do with uh, our fave pot, not pot. And that's just a selection of something cannabis related and not cannabis related, obviously, that we are just feeling right now. So I'm going to start. Do we have to get high to do this? No. <laughs> do we have, I, I, I mean, we can. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should smoke our favorite pot and then talk about things that are not our favorite subjects, like oh. <laughs> the things that are going on politically. Uh, no, that's not what you I do mean, here. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you go ahead, I mean, Diana. I mean, that's like a whole go other ahead. podcast. We could quiet. do that. We could do that. Uh, but I'm trying to keep it upbeat. We're starting on an upbeat note, all right? Uh, <laughs> oh, I digress. Upbeat note. I digress. But my sorry. favorite top, my favorite, <laughs> mine are both favorite today and and they're not really upbeat um one of them is this is jane project it's called i don't know if you heard about this morgan it's hashtag this is jane project and it's a i have not oh well i'm gonna tell you about it <laughs> um it looks like a really awesome movement that is collecting stories from women who are healing uh trauma through cannabis and i think that's a really important discussion to be had so i think this is really cool what they're doing here cannabis heals in so many different ways it can heal your insides it can heal your outsides it can heal your brain it can heal you everything <laughs> so that's amazing so it's yeah exactly yeah so i think that's really so cool that's yeah fantastic. anyway that we can talk about it but especially because trauma isn't something that is widely discussed and it needs to be so it sure I, is. I like the, the intersection of cannabis and inter cannabis and intersection. I like inter <laughs> <laughs> cannabis <laughs> and trauma. Let's uh, let's have more discussions around that. And if you want to um, enter your story, you can do so at thisisjaneproject.com, and I'll have the link in our notes, um, so you can find that there. 
My next discovery, again, is a fave pot. I couldn't find a knot pot this time around, and it's okay. <laughs> so my next discovery or uh, thing that I'm really feeling right now is the Canna Mom show. And um, this is a... They've been around a while, yeah, haven't yeah. they? I mean, I've listened before, yeah. but then I, through social media and things like that, I became aware again. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's right. They're in my library, and I'm going to listen to them again. <laughs> so... Um, it's called Canna Mom, and you can find it on Stitcher, and I think they're, I believe oh, they're on wow. iTunes as well. And it's uh, Joyce Gerber and Amy Searles. I hope I'm or Amy, me Amy. I don't. I hope I'm pronouncing the co-host uh, correctly. Yeah, you might wanna. Yeah. Um, Just don't call her Hey You. Right. <laughs> They've had a lot of really awesome guests on the show, and um, I think that you should definitely check them out. So that's the Canna Mom show, and again, I'll have links in the notes. So, Morgan, it's your turn. What's your fave pot, not pot? Oh, my favorite is both Woody Harrelson, <laughs> you know, because first he was pot, and then he wasn't pot, and now what is he? I don't know. I he was saying again, last he? I saw that he hadn't smoked in a long time, so... I think he's back on the pot. I hope so. I mean, I I hope so. I don't see how you're dealing with this world without it. (laughs) Did you get to see Zombieland Double Tap yet? No. Oh, Uh -uh. my God. It's hilarious. He's so good. He's so good. And there's this uh, wonderful new actress in there. She plays the dumb blonde who is Mm -hmm. hilarious, hysterical. So that's my favorite pot, not pot, is Woody Harrelson. He he covers both for me today. Because of him, I'm going to smoke a nice bowl. And I was thinking, is he in the industry? Is, 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 does he have a brand yet? Like I'm surprised he doesn't have his own strain. I'm sure it's in the making somewhere. He's he, I don't I don't know. Maybe not. He seems like he doesn't really want to capitalize on it too much. Yeah. So, I wonder. I mean, those yeah. are my Woody Harrelson thoughts for today. All right. Well, that sounds cool. <laughs> I'm glad that he's doing it for you right now. Um, yeah. So we're not going to have like a whole discussion like I normally do because the fallback um, episode that we're going to include in this is is pretty long. We have three interviews um, that are they're pretty lengthy. So, <laughs> but we're talking about parenting in the interviews. That was the point I was making. Um, and hence why I talked about the Canna Mom show. It's all going together because parenting in cannabis is hard. Uh, parenting in the cannabis industry, being a parent who uses cannabis, all of it is difficult. There's there's a lot of complexity around it. Oh, my gosh. You know, and it goes both ways. I got busted by my son smoking pot once. <laughs> I mean, he busted me. It wasn't the other way around. He was at his dad's house because we had shared custody mm-hmm. and I'm at home and I'm thinking I've got the whole house to myself because it's week at dad's house <laughs> and I'm doing laundry. I'm on my period and I'm smoking weed and he pops in after school one day and he's like, hey, mom, what you doing? And I'm trying to hide the pipe and he's like, oh, you're smoking that marijuana. You're going to lose this house or you're going to go to jail. And, oh, my you know, God. And he just starts. He started crying. Oh, he was no. afraid. It was awful. And I had to scoop him up and put him in my lap and hug him and tell him. He was 12 or 13, you know. He knew what it was. He knew enough to know that, you know, it wasn't for kids. And he knew that, you know, somebody had told him that it was 
we'd go to jail. Oh no. You know, so I'm like, Dare, oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. And this is even before I started, you know, when he didn't know that, you know, when he went to college, right. I turned his whole bedroom into a grow up. Right. So, you know, but he got the lesson early that, you know, that it's medicine and that oh, it's okay. Good. Yeah. And so that was his early learning curve. Yeah. Of course, I, I yeah, just but always. How scary. Yeah, that is, I mean, I probably would have thought it was cool, but it seemed like I was a lot more of a troublemaker, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I know. But then, you know, I, he, I couldn't tell him, you know, don't tell your dad. Right. Because his right. dad would have flipped out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this was still a long time ago. I can't tell you yeah. how old I am. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, still today, though, there's a lot that goes around it. I mean, I have my child isn't there yet uh, to understand. You know, he's still too young. He's just a baby. He thinks it's super cool when he sees babe coming at him. I <laughs> like I'm a dragon. Uh, I don't know if that's the greatest <laughs> confession to be making mother of the year over here but um i you know i don't want him to think it's a drug that's that's what i know right because it isn't and after have actually the the funny thing is the interviews that i conducted that you'll be hearing i was not a parent yet when i did these interviews and so it'll be interesting to hear them now as a, as a parent um and and uh, it's definitely changed my perception on everything. But there's there's a lot that's still around because of this awful stigma that continues to exist. And so uh, we're going to keep talking about this this season. And that's why I'm bringing this back um, because right. it's an important topic. Thank you, Diana. Oh, you're Thanks welcome. You. <laughs> Anytime. Good job, sister. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and all those mommies out there. Right? Yes. And if you are in the position mm -hmm. to talk about it, please do. Um, it's not easy. I know. It's it's so, 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 so complex because especially with CPS, uh, Child Protective Services or whatever state the state it changes state to state how what they call themselves or what they're referred to as but you know who i'm talking about that's uh that's the, the the black cloud that hangs over us all in this industry um those of us right. as children and so it needs to be discussed because they pretty much are unchecked you know they're allowed to do where they want um and that's just not fair so we have to continue to make noise as much as we can um so switching gears a little bit uh, before we go, we're going to be doing a really awesome giveaway. Um, Yay, giveaway! <laughs> featuring your awesome products, Morgan. Hi, Society oh, Hair what? Care. Yeah. What? I'm giving away stuff? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kidding. Of course we did. We planned it that way. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, yeah, and I... Do not say this lightly. Your products are amazing. Um, I mean, oh, I'm a bit of a snob you. when it comes to hair care products, and mm -hmm. yours are amazing. I'm serious. They're my thank favorite. You, me too. I know. When I tried it myself, I was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. Thank God I don't have to buy it from <laughs> a product that I don't even like. I mean, wouldn't that have just been crappy? I was like, great. What am I going to do with the warehouse full of crap I don't even You're like? You're so funny. You know? um, <laughs> and I can't wait to try all the other products that are coming out. I mean, I'm so excited. Oh, me too. So I know. Uh, I know I've had a million hair horror days like really bad mm -hmm. hair stories uh like well i'm just gonna say one really quickly when i was 
speaking of being 12, 13, when I was about that age, I went into the salon and I said that I wanted the friend's haircut. And okay, you know, I'm talking about Rachel, obviously, right? Oh, yeah. Well, my hairstylist did not know that. And I thought I meant Monica. And it was when she had her really short hair. And I have, I had at the time, especially very thick, very curly, very, very frizzy (laughs) hair. And so she's spun me around and it looked like I just had like a a basketball of frizz on top of my head like it was just it was horrible and I just started crying oh no oh man oh no that's the worst and she's like oh I thought you meant and it was like literally like a friends episode in real life (laughs) like I thought you meant the other person (laughs) bad so anyway we are going to be running a contest where people can share their hair horror stories um share your worst haircut maybe an experiment you tried to deep condition where you might have put eggs and mayonnaise in the same thing i don't know maybe it happened to me (laughs) or maybe you tried to wash it with beer and it came out really smelly for like two weeks anything like that oh yeah share it with us on um, instagram and twitter and when you share your story use the hashtag high society hair care that's hashtag high society hair care. And we will pick five names. I guess we'll just use people's um, social media tags. And um, we will pick five winners. And the five winners, what do they get, Morgan? Since you're the one giving it away? <laughs> A set of shampoo and, shampoo and conditioner. Awesome. So please do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And until next time, uh, we appreciate you listening. And I appreciate being here today, Morgan, with me. Thank you for joining me again. You come back always. So, Diana, to recap what we're doing with this Mm -hmm. hair care giveaway, people are going to give us their worst hair care story on Instagram with the hashtag Mm -hmm. High Society Hair Care. And the top five interesting stories will get a set of conditioner and shampoo sent to them as our gift for making us laugh today. (laughs) I was saying we could pull from a hat, but it makes more sense to judge, right? (laughs) All right. So that's a better idea. We will judge (laughs) a top five. And um, so, yeah, your hair horror story, your just, Tell us a time where it just went horribly wrong and uh, we'll fix that for you with some free shampoo and conditioner. (laughs) So I'm sending out five sets of shampoos and conditioners. I think so. So one more time, share your worst hair story. Use the hashtag high society hair care to be eligible for the entry because otherwise we won't be able to find you. And we will pick uh, the top five stories and they will win a shampoo and conditioner set full size right morgan yep yep that's all we got awesome so uh that's pretty much where we're going to end it today um thank you all for listening and stay tuned for some amazing interviews as we fall back into the past (laughs) (laughs) Um, and thank you morgan for being my guest co-host today and in the future because you're going to come back 
always. You're oh, always yeah, coming welcome. Back. I love you. You can't get rid of me. I don't want to get me. rid of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is on record right here. So if you ever try to run away, <sighs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so please follow us on Instagram and Twitter if you're not already. Um, follow Your Highness Podcast on Twitter. And until next time. Stay high and beautiful. Thank you. Bye. Love you. So our topic today, <laughs> uh, our discussion topic is our blunt talk topic will be uh, microdosing and how that can make you, um, I don't want to say a better parent, but, you know, uh, a more, a more effect- tolerant parent. Yeah. A more <laughs> effective parent, whatever, you know, a more successful parent, however you want it to word that, you know, it's, you have a better quality of life. So you are you know, more present and a wealth of other things come along with that. So microdosing, pretty much the at the very base of it, the concept is to start slow and go low or go low and start slow. I know I'm saying this wrong, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a big, that's a big part of your mission statement, right? Leah, with Bake Smart, I know you guys have a big right. focus on that. A big focus on safety in general, and you know, it starts it starts in the dispensary when you purchase what you purchase. Always go low. Just you don't need the the box that has 100 milligrams. Get the smaller boxes that have maybe 10 to 20 milligrams in the box, and then you know, always keeping it safe by marking it or keeping it up in a cupboard. But you know, the microdosing is all about responsibility, and that's kind of what Bake Smart really encourages. But I encourage, you know, that's what got me started is we've got to be responsible. And like you've said before, the only way we're going to pull this industry into more modern times is if we can start showing that we're responsible and that we actually care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this topic of microdosing. There's, there's of course, doubt, you know, whether or not it's work, it's, it actually works, but I can personally say just with the CBD oil, for me, it right. it works a lot. Um, it does. You know, because when I was on pharmaceuticals, it's like after a couple of hours, I could feel it in my bones almost. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I need to, you know, get more pain relief right away. But with the um, hemp oil, CBD, you know, it's, it for me, it lasts longer and I don't feel that that feeling anymore so if as right. long as i can t- as long as i remember to take like little you know doses throughout the day then i'm i'm good you know i mean i'm not like without symptoms completely but it does help exponentially <laughs> uh you know well right you don't have those uh, side effects either no exactly um you know it doesn't make you um lethargic or you know cranky and all of these things affect your ability to parent um right it's you know i'm not a parent yet but i have been a child (laughs) (laughs) and i am not so that counts i guess but you know it's just like but kids pick up on things that you know us adults always forget that they're so perceptive <laughs> and, right. and if you're not, if you're not uh, living your best life because you're in pain all the time or you have anxiety or whatever the reason is um, and you're not looking to get high, then mm-hmm. 
then microdosing is definitely something to examine. Do your research. But even if you don't... Even just to try it, just try it out. I right. Mean, try really low and do it at a time like at night when, you know, a couple hours before bed because you don't want to take it an hour before bed. Right. But you want to take it like, you know, in the early evening when you don't have anything to do and then see how one milligram hits you. See how two milligrams hits you later on, like the next night. No, don't, you know, build all in one night. Always just do one milligram one night and then go to two milligrams. But build daily. Don't build like later on that same day, I don't think. I mean, I just feel like it's, you're getting into a, a dangerous thing if you don't take it really slow. Yeah. But maybe you have a differing opinion about that. Well, I mean, no, I don't have an opinion. I don't have a different opinion. I just think that, yeah, everyone's different as well. You know, like everyone's. Right. Uh, well, and also, you know, medications that we are on currently, those things can affect, there's so many different things that can affect your body's ability to process. So right. it's, it's, um, you know, I have a high tolerance of a lot of things. So I, I tend to push it a little bit more than I probably should, but it, that, but it works for me. most people do. <laughs> right. I, I think most people do but that's why microdosing is really good too because once you find that spot where you're not too high but you start to feel whatever it is you're trying to achieve be it you know less anxiety or less pain it's really nice when you find it because then it's mm -hmm. like oh, okay well I know I can actually operate I can do all these things I think the, the worst thing about microdosing in, in general is just the stigma because I even have a nephew who was here and I was getting so stressed out and I so badly wanted to have an edible, mm -hmm. but I didn't, but uh, most of it is just in my head and it's a stigma. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, well, what, what would my sister think if she found out I ate an edible and it's, you know, and that just sucks for us and it sucks for everybody because if it were more widely accepted, this is what we would be doing to help ourselves is yeah. microdosing with cannabis, not taking Xanax or Valium or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to shame anyone who has to take pharmaceuticals because they don't have any other options, you know. Um, unfortunately, that's, no, that's the case across the board for a lot of people, you know. And I'm I'm in a situation where I can only use CBD and, and some other uh, holistic alternatives. But, right. um, you know, if whatever works for you, but... Try this out because, I mean, just even with our last episode with, um, or I should say, cause, because I don't, it would, I'm not sure when this will be live, so I'll say that the episode with Ozzy um, from OOV Lifestyle, the OOV Lifestyle, Lifestyle is a website, um, she's a parent and she talks about how, and uh, she wrote this blog about how uh, with her son, when she started using cannabis as an alternative she actually could hear him and like it, it wasn't that she wasn't paying attention to him before but it was that she was like very present in the conversation and right. she was able to pro you know actually have a really good connection with him you know it it wasn't wasn't that she wasn't having that before but it was a different kind of connection you know what i mean because well, it, she, in a way yeah. she wasn't though, because she was distracted and she wasn't connecting to him mm -hmm. in that deeper, you can still connect to your child. Yes, but not in that. And it's not in a space that they can really feel it. We think, you know, we spend time with them and we're ignoring them still, but we're there with them mm -hmm. that they're, you know, Oh, they're, they're connecting with us. They're not, mm -mm. you know, they know that you're distracted. Yeah. So it's really nice 
to have that. And that's what cannabis brings you is that ability to concentrate and just kind of slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just take the, the, the CBD oil, you know, I mean, that can just, for me, it's, it really helps with yeah. my anxiety. It helps me become a more, um, but I just say like a better version of myself because I'm able to, you know, be who I want to be more, more so, you know, than I would be right. anything else that I've tried. It's like this, I don't have the horrible side effects, so I don't have to try to like plan my social events out according to the medication anymore. You know what I mean? So that's a huge thing. Oh no. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah. And, and CBD is legal in, oh, what is it? 48, 50 yeah. states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, I encourage everyone to do some research on CBD, find a good provider. You can get it in the mail because it's, it is legal in some states. Obviously, I think Indiana doesn't allow it, so you can't order it there. But just to order CBD and try it and see if it helps because yeah. it's certainly not going to hurt. Exactly. It's not going to hurt. It really isn't. There's the like really the worst thing that could happen is like, oh, this doesn't taste good, you know? <laughs> I mean, right. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that because, you know, I'm sure there's there's products out there that aren't 100 uh, percent being honest about their ingredients. But um, hopefully that isn't the case and you're getting a decent, you know, value. <laughs> you're getting what you right. think they're ordering. You know what I mean? Well, that's what you do. You do research on the, the better companies, the companies that are right. you know being interviewed. Those are the companies you want to order from i know that like uh i think uh one of the weeks i use select cbd oil as my um my favorite yeah. um product and that was great and i you can get select uh, all across the legal cbd states and i highly recommend that and you can microdose very easily with that just when you're doing the little vape pen and you just take the teeniest little hit and just wait and see but the great thing about cbd too is if you're in a state where you can get thc and you get too high you can take CBD to balance that, mm-hmm. and it does work. I can speak from personal experience. You get too high, and it's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. and take CBD, and you're going to be not completely fine, but, I don't know, pretty relaxed, yeah. and that's an okay spot if you to start, be in. If you start with, like, five milligrams, you know, if you're in a state where you're allowed to have the THC, um, or your patient, or whatever, whatever the situation is, and mm-hmm. you're, you say, I don't know where to start. I mean, five milligrams. I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, I mean, maybe you could go wrong, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, really, five, five milligrams. I limit. I would start at one, but you know, I'm so conservative with this. That's true. I should say, you know, if you're if you're <laughs> one of these people that typically is sensitive to medications and things like that and alcohol, then you may want to go even lower than that. Um, and and then just take oh, take your time, you know, give it a few hours, see what happens. Take notes mm-hmm. if you can, if you if you are, you know, I mean, I know being a parent, it's like there's just no time to to yourself. <laughs> but you do exactly. have to take care of yourself to take care of your children in the best best way possible, right? Or, you know, oh, I know that sounds like a, you know, not everyone's able to do that, but if if you can at least just do this one thing for yourself, that is that is a version of self care, and um, it's very important, I think, in parenting. Oh, definitely. You and you've got to be able to sleep, and CBD will definitely help you sleep, and you won't wake up with like an ambient hangover. Mm-mm. Um, 
it's a really great thing because, gosh, I would have been such a better mother had I had this when, you know, my son, when I was raising him, because especially I was in my 20s, you're young, you're uptight, you just, everything seems so, like, life-ending, and I would have been so much better mm-hmm. if I were able to take CBD or THC or a combo thereof and mm-hmm. just feel relaxed and present mm-hmm. and able to let go of things. Yeah. And just happy and being with better. your loved ones, you know, and just being like, I love right. you. Right. I love this. Exactly. This moment just right now. feeling it. Whereas if you drink alcohol, I mean, alcohol is a stimulant that can be really negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get in fights, you start feeling different, you don't feel loving and relaxed, you no. start to feel mean sometimes. And like, I know they have those mommy wine lunches, and I always think, gosh, that this is not a good recipe mm-hmm. for people, especially if you're on edge and that wine starts to wear off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like with the CBD, the wear off is just like all of a sudden you're like, oh. Yeah. Wow, you know, you just kind of don't notice anything. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just so strange. But you don't have that sharp yeah, edge parent, all the time. Oh, and as a parent, we have to get rid of that, right? Yeah. Like you said, we have to self-care. I think I said it a long time ago in one of the first podcasts. I think it was when I interviewed uh, Jen from Slim, as a matter of fact, Jen Louder. Uh, but I I saw something um, on Instagram. It was like a quote from Woody Harrelson, I believe, where he said something like, if our all our parents had smoked um, pot instead of drinking alcohol, we'd all be in a much better place right now. <laughs> it's so true. It is. It's so true because you wouldn't have alcohol syndrome babies. No. You know, I, I don't. We don't hear about babies really mm-hmm. that are all jacked up because of marijuana. No, I know they want they, to say that. Yeah, they say, "Oh, we're still we're still studying it," but come on now, cannabis has been around for centuries. And, oh, and they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna be studying those birth effects to make right. sure that marijuana caused them. I right. mean that's what their biggest goal is. Yeah. They're gonna say, Oh, wait a minute, there was like a change in weight or something. Uh let's make that Exactly. You know. Yeah, they'll look for mm-hmm. anything that they possibly can look for. Um and meanwhile I'm also reading stories of women using it in their labor and having, you know, successful labors. So um oh gosh yeah can you imagine oh my gosh because i didn't have any drugs so if i would at least have had cbd oh my gosh such a better experience right yeah. you're not just completely trashed by the time the baby comes mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. would have loved to have had cbd <laughs> yeah um <laughs> <laughs> seriously oh my gosh because especially when you, and then when they do give you, so afterwards, like, let's say you do get medication, then you've got your brand new baby and you're not even present. You're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. Right. That's, it's just, everything is so negative and everything can be so different. And when you but say that, change the conversation, yeah, we have to right. stop we calling to it drugs. It. You know, we can't, because cannabis is not a drug. It's, it's a healing plant and it's medicine. It is medicine, and I, I you know what, and I, I'm so glad that we're at that point where we can say that and not have people argue with us, because mm-hmm. two and a half years ago, when I would say that, people would argue with me, no, it's not, it's a drug, it's a drug, mm-hmm. and I think that's an old school way to think of it, and thank God, more and more people are finding out about the benefits, I know like Gene Simmons just had his big, you know, financial eye-opener where he's <laughs> accepting of cannabis. Oh, yeah, right. But, you know what I'm saying? We're we're actually going in and we're getting more people. And when more people like him come in, it's so great for the industry because then we can normalize this. 
yeah. then, you know, 10 years from now, we're not having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We got to look at it that way instead of, I guess, being like, well, who needs him? Yeah. Who ne- we don't need him because he's done a lot of damage, but, you know, hopefully he learns from that and he's mm-hmm. trying to change. That's all I can hope mm-hmm. for because you're right. We do need to normalize it. We need to have normal conversations about it. And, and it can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm so afraid to even say, you know, this is what I'm doing with my life. And why should you be afraid? How is it okay right. and socially acceptable for us to, you know, binge drink at lunch, but it's not okay for us to be like, I want to be a better parent, you know? <laughs> like, right. how is that right. not acceptable? I don't, I don't get it, you know? And hey, if you binge drink at lunch, then more power to you because I am a, a live and let live kind of person. As long as you're not actively hurting anybody, I don't really care what you do. But I wish everyone else would adopt that attitude, you know, because if, right. it, if it's working for you, then then that's it. That's all that matters, right? Like if it's working right. for you and if it's working for your children, if your children feel supported and loved and heard, then awesome. Whatever works for you. Right. But, no, it's true. But I'm saying this microdosing, it can't hurt to try. I mean, with all the other fads that have gone through the the world, <laughs> you know, like Atkins and stuff like that. Like, if you could give Atkins a week, you can give microdosing a week. I'm sorry. It's just oh, definitely. Truth. And it's so worth it. The benefits are so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So check that out. And also, if you would like to label your <laughs> microdose edibles leah has uh what you need uh, on her website bakesmart.org right leah that's right thank you so much diana yeah for all your edibles if you just go to our website uh bakesmart.org we have home kits for making cookies or brownies and then we'll have a kit for chocolate yeah you can't so yeah can't recommend that enough, especially if you're a parent of young little children and uh, you have edibles or infused items in the house, period, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to mark them with a green cross so they know it's medicine. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us again today, Leah. You're awesome. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you're awesome. I love this show. I love everything you're doing for cannabis and women, and I think it's a a great endeavor and I support you. Thanks so much for having me on again. I love it. Okay, I love you. I, all right, all I'll right. talk to you. <laughs> all right, until next time, stay high and beautiful. Okay. And by that, we mean take the high road when you can and stay beautiful in spirit. Our first guest today is Jesse Gill. Jesse Gill is a cannabis nurse and medical marijuana patient. Her site, marijuanamommy.com, educates about cannabis while challenging the stigma against marijuana use. She's been featured on Viceland, and her work has appeared on Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, MSN, and more. So, Jesse, when you created MarijuanaMommy.com, how did you hope to help other parents who consume cannabis? You know, I think one of the most important things is I just wanted to just be a mom and a parent and, like, an average person who uses cannabis and just kind of presented and there's no stigma like here's the truth I use it it benefits my life and it benefits my kids and that's it Mm -hmm. and um, it's kind of grown from there you know just to help parents um, find information about medical marijuana or about marijuana use and um, you know different 
different things like that. Yeah, you have a lot of information on there for sure. Yeah. Very informative. Um, in what ways does cannabis impact your parenting? Uh, I'm actually amazed that I really strongly believe that it makes me a better mom. Mm -hmm. Like, um, <laughs> you know, we all have our moments of parents and parenting is stressful. And, you know, cannabis has been shown in studies to reduce the damage caused by caused by stress. Mm -hmm. um, it actually, you know, is a very powerful antioxidant to kind of reduce that. And in turn, that reduces inflammation and um, makes us more comfortable and more at ease. Um, you know, I noticed that depending on the strain, of course, a lot of times cannabis really kind of slows down my thoughts. Mm -hmm. It helps me be more patient and more present. Um, and I think that being present is so, so important. You know, I'm not sitting with my kids and thinking about, you know, the 40 million things I have to do. I'm actually sitting with them and really focus on like what we're talking about or focus on their life. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really, really made a huge impact besides, of course, the pain. You know, That's pain. what I was going to say. Yeah. Because as a yeah. pain patient, I can imagine it's made a world of difference just in that respect uh, with you being a parent. Huge massive difference. And, you know, I mean, treating the pain, but also not having the side effects of opiates because mm -hmm. before I was on cannabis, I was taking opiates and Valium around the clock, like every right. six hours. And, oh, those side effects were horrific. So, um, and it also makes my health safer because I don't have deadly pharmaceuticals anymore. Yeah. I just have this natural plant. I bet they're happy to see you and very, in a, with a better very, quality of life. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, my whole family, it's so, I think it, that's so impactful. Like anybody who sees a loved one who is able to improve their life with medical marijuana is like, wow, okay, this actually does something. Yes. And it's just a matter of getting them to try it. <laughs> Which I know that's you know all about. Part, <laughs> I sure do. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> how do you discuss the stigma surrounding the plant with your children? Uh, well, at this point, it's very, very comfortable and second nature. Um, but you know, in the beginning, it was very, very uncomfortable and very, very awkward. I was extremely nervous. My daughter's older. Mm -hmm. um, she was in uh, college at the time, and um, she was just. <laughs> She's a little uptight. She was kind of like, what? Mm -hmm. You're going to what? Um, but, you know, again, like once she saw the results, she was blown away herself. Um, but with my son, it was different. He was in third grade and he hadn't really been introduced to, to that stigma yet. He hadn't heard much about cannabis. He didn't know what it was. So I really had to prepare him for his classes when he was going to hear marijuana and, you know, <laughs> hear these ridiculous you know, propaganda, these mm -hmm. non-facts, and, you know, be told this information that he's seen with his own eyes not to be true. Um, so I really, really had to, you know, prep him for that and make sure he knew people were going to say, hey, cannabis is bad. They're going to tell you this, this, and this. So I had to, you know, make sure he understood the history behind it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was it was really challenging. Um, I, I tell him all the time, like when we talk about how some people are just so against marijuana and he's like, well, I don't understand, you know, it makes you so much better. Why do people hate it so much? Right. And wow. I was like, you know, it's, it's a lot like, um, he's a really big hockey fan. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a lot like your love for the New York Islanders. Like you will, you know, swear is, you know, up and down that they are the best team in the world and you will have a fight over it. Mm -hmm. But you know, other people feel the same way about other teams. Like you're just, feel it you know you've been so 
brainwashed by your father to love them. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so it's, and that kind of, you know, you could kind of relate and see, okay, so people have strong feelings. It doesn't necessarily, when people have strong feelings, it's not necessarily always linked to facts. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. A lot of it's yes. emotion. And, mm -hmm. Mis mm -hmm. Misinformation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the misinformation is terrible. And, you know, there are hard times. Like, he's in fifth grade now, and he came home from school, and he has D.A.R.E., and um, he had his first day of D.A.R.E., and he, I was like, oh, did you mention your mom's a medical marijuana patient? And he said, no. Mm -hmm. I am too scared that they would come right to the house and arrest you. Wow. And it's so sad, you know, and that's scary. And, um, you know, he does know that, unfortunately, there are a lot of ramifications. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there are patients that are still arrested because of, you know, not enough education, even here in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. But um, so it's, you know, it's hard. But. Yeah. And so you wrote a, a piece on your website uh, about making cannabis uncool for your kids. Um, how do you want to talk about that a little bit? How that mm. worked for you? Sure. It's been um, that was actually um, I wrote that right after I um, did a public service announcement with Viceland mm -hmm. um, about uh, I smoke weed and being you know a mom who uses marijuana and just you know. Um, and if that was that's really made a significant difference. Like, um, I think in how I think that makes a huge difference in how kids think about cannabis because, mm -hmm. you know, in when I was a kid, it was a big um, secret. Uh, you know, it had this allure to it. Right. Um, it was you know this they tell you it's bad but everybody knows it's not and you know you can do it but now it's kind of like oh, out in the open it's kind of like okay what's the big deal right i like love the responses to your like my yeah. mom does that so what i saw <laughs> so, the responses to the video that was hilarious like a uh, big deal yeah. <laughs> no big deal but that's so true if you take away the illicit it factor is. then people then especially teenagers and kids are gonna be like yeah okay cool like, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, right. that, that mom over there. Yeah. Smoking joints, who cares? Yeah, yeah. if it's, it's so normalized, then they don't, they don't want to do it, you know? They don't see it, like, as a thing yeah. they have to try, you know? Yeah, that's very exactly. important. Exactly, yeah. Did that take a while <laughs> for you to figure it? I mean, how, how did that work in your own house as far as making it uncold? Did that, did you? Did um, yeah, fun? you know, so far, so good. Like, um... Yeah, my, and it's so, like, casual and second nature here, not, you know, not casual, but it's so, we're very comfortable with the topic, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's treated very responsibly and respectfully, but it's treated like, you know, kind of like medication, mm -hmm. um, but still at the same time, you know, my son knows that there are plenty of places where people can use cannabis without, you know, adult use laws or recreational laws without repercussions, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, complex it's been uh it's been very interesting i like that it's um i think it's important for all hard topics you know um alcohol marijuana mm -hmm. sex everything like i think it's really important to have upfront legitimate open conversations with our kids about the facts because as parents we are supposed to be giving them to, to them and unfortunately i think it's so hard sometimes and so awkward that parents just avoid it and don't do it and, you know, I think it's also really, really important that these conversations happen 
a lot more than just one time. Absolutely. You know, we've heard of that one bee birds in a bee conversation, but your kid might not even be listening to you, and they really need to hear these things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm always talking about the benefits of cannabis, I'm also always going over, you know, the side effects and risks with my son, and you know, the um, the negative implications that can be associated with, you know, routine use before mm-hmm. a certain age. So I think that's really, really, really important for for kids to be told. Yeah, you can't just ignore that, right? Right, right. And they won't hear that from their friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, you basically just went into it a bit, but do you have any um, more advice for women who want to be open about their use but are afraid? Um, I think being legal is super, super, super important for any parent who wants to come out of the cannabis closet. you know, custody can be such a big issue, and unfortunately, that government can come in and take kids still in certain situations. So I think anybody using um, openly should really be in like a legal state or get the med- med- a medical marijuana card and get that protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and just follow the law and set a good example, you know, for your kids. Teach them to be respectful about the plant and um, responsible. You know how to use. consume exactly how mm-hmm. to consume responsibly. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you have so much going on. Um, would you? So much. Yeah. So do you have anything specific that you would like to promote? Anything coming up soon? Um. Let's see. I um. I have a pipe shop, a new pipe shop, which is up and running, and it's been really fun. It's called PrettyPipeShop.com, mm-hmm. and I'm selling a lot of pretty pieces and vaporizers. Um. And then I always have a giveaway running on my site. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So when you go in there, it's in the top bar. Yeah. And that's MarijuanaMommy.com. Thank you again Marijuana. for taking your time with us, uh, Jesse. Uh, thanks for coming back on oh. and talking about your parenting experience specifically. Really appreciate it's it. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Our next guest today is Celia Behar. Celia Behar is currently the president of The Little Mommies, the no-holds-bar, judgment-free mom website where no topic is off-limits. She writes and reviews Little Mama-approved products, events, and venues for the site, and was named one of Los Angeles' top bloggers by OK Magazine. Celia is a Los Angeles-based life coach, trained mental health counselor, certified school counselor, social media influencer, and writer. She has two little girls and has worked as a counselor for at-risk and disabled youth for 10 years and is passionate about parenting, families, kids, women's issues, civil rights, and shaking up the status quo. But of all things she's passionate about, being a mom is what she loves most. Cecilia, what inspired the creation of Little Mamas and what is it? So uh, Little Mamas was actually started by my business partner, Allison Porter, um, who I've known since uh, I was in my early 20s, and she was 14. Wow. Um, so we've known each other a long time, yeah. And when um, I became a mom before she did, and then when she became a mom, she felt like there really wasn't a site out there for moms that um, was really honest and real and spoke the truth about uh, about parenting. Um, and there was no place that really talked about real things and real parenting and, um, and allowed 
uh, moms to also still feel like themselves and um, and be sexy. It was like she felt like you became a mom and you were asexual and you were supposed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, I certainly felt that way when I became a mom that that's what was expected of me. And it was so much pressure and I really lost myself. So she reached out to me um, about it and then ended up starting a chat, a Facebook chat that was only six of us. Um, either people were pregnant or um, and a few of us had kids. And that chat grew to a group that is now a private secret Facebook group of almost 4,000 moms. Um, because we just kept adding moms because we were like, oh my gosh, this is so great. We're actually talking about real things. And I mean, one of the first questions asked was about, you know, like what's a mucus plug? Like it, (laughs) it was like things that you didn't read about. Diving right in. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a lot. And so, um, yeah, I mean, nobody really wanted to know what a mucus plug was, but at the same time, it's like you kind of needed to know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then, you know, she she really realized we were onto something like pretty fast with the Facebook group. And so she reached out to me and said, you know, I really think that we've got a website opportunity here. How would you like to partner with me? And I was so honored, still am. Um, and so we, we became this partnership and we started a website together. And that website um, got a cult following, you know, pretty fast. Um, and, um, we're, we're sure that's because we were doing something that, and are doing something that nobody else is really doing as far as mom sites go. So, cause we tackle all kinds of issues. We'll talk about, um, you know, racism, um, and, uh, you know, which bottle we like in the, in the same week. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, we review products, we go to different events and, um, and talk to celebrities. We talk about fashion and sex. Uh, cannabis obviously has become a topic. Cancer, uh, you know, you name it. Well, no, no topic is um, is off limits. And like you say, we're we're just no holds barred. We really just wanted to make it a safe space where there was no judgment, and mm-hmm. we could talk about anything as moms. You know, what yeah. what works for us may not work for you, and that's okay. And that's um, and when did you start talking about cannabis in that group? Did that just naturally progress into that conversation? Um, it didn't actually, it's funny. I, I had not told anybody I'd started using, um, I mean, I, I, I used cannabis when I was a, a teenager and mm-hmm. I was self-medicating without realizing that I was self-medicating. Right. Um, for, yeah, for anxiety. Um, and I was actually talking to, um, Tracy Ryan, who started, a, or you know, an organization called Panicids and Saving Sophie. Her daughter um, has brain cancer, and um, she's gotten really into cannabis research, and it's, it's really helped Sophie a lot. And we were talking about all the benefits of cannabis, and I admitted to her that I had been using cannabis to treat my postpartum depression. I used it after my second child was born. I had postpartum depression with both mm-hmm. children. Um, the first time around, I was put on Prozac, which helped for a little while. Uh, and then when I was sort of up and not crying anymore, they pulled me off of it really fast. And I wish that I'd had cannabis then so that I could have used it into parenting more. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had my second, and it was it presented differently. It was a lot more postpartum anxiety mm. um, with some OCD thrown in there for good measure. Like, it was a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I, I didn't know what to do about it. I sort of thought this is what parenting was. And then I, I ran into a high school friend at a party who um, suggested that I try cannabis for it, and I totally balked at the idea. I thought it was crazy, um, but I started thinking about it, and I was so desperate that I tried it, and I tried it in secret, and then I, I had been using it in secret for, at that point, I think two or three years, 
Uh, and I just had found that even though, you know, it wasn't postpartum depression or anxiety anymore, there was something that was triggered in me after I had the kids that um, I just never went back to normal. My anxiety was just be off the charts mm-hmm. sometimes. And I was getting lazy and I didn't have any patience and I wasn't present with my kids. So I started using it and I told Tracy that. And she said, you know, you should really talk about that publicly because no, you know, no mom will admit to things like that. And I thought, oh my gosh, I cannot talk about it publicly. But then a station in Atlanta was looking for a mom to talk about it publicly and Tracy recommended them get in touch with me. And she said to me then, you know, if you don't do it, if your platform, you know, who will? Right. And that really resonated with me. So I did it. And uh, and I got a fair amount of backlash for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I also got a lot of behind-the-scenes notes, like from women and men, for that matter, thanking me for, uh, for talking about it and for using it as a parent and being so open and honest about it. Uh, and so um, I just decided that I was going to keep going with it. And my story just kept, you know, moving forward and, and then uh, once I wrote about it for, for Mamas and it, you know, was so well received, uh, I really started to become an activist in it. Mm-hmm. And we decided to explore, um, you know, cannabis products. Me, not, not Allison. She's actually, um, she's sober. She's very supportive of what I'm doing, but she's, she's sober. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to, to explore it and, and, you know, talk to her about, maybe reviewing some products and giving our stamp of, of approval, which we have that we give to other products, um, to some cannabis companies. And we, uh, we ended up doing that. So there's three um, cannabis companies that have our little mama stamp of approval um, that uh, we, I researched in depth uh, to, to make sure that I really felt they were safe. I, I love what all these companies stand for and what they make as well. And I think they are all great companies for moms. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, moms will go to like five different um, grocery stores to uh, get organic shampoo, but like we're prescribed something over, you know, and we, we just take it. We don't know what's in it. Right. And, um, you know, and it seems so dangerous, but we do it. And uh, and I know exactly what's in my cannabis. I know where it's grown and, uh, you know, I know what's in my products and who makes them. And, and I feel really safe about that. Mm-hmm. Um and we don't make a big deal about it, honestly. Like right. when I review a cannabis product, I review it like I would review, uh, you know, any other product or like yeah. products. Like we just kind of throw it in there. We decided if we were going to be, you know, a mainstream website, which we are, you know, that was going to just kind of openly talk about cannabis. We just didn't want to draw that much attention to the product. Like we were just like the same way that, you know, I'd review a makeup brush. I reviewed, uh, you know, Seed on the Snack, which is a, um, um, and uh, edible that's microdose right. edible yeah um, that I, normalizing I the conversation so, exactly exactly what are uh, some, and that seems to have really worked out yeah it has um what are some of the biggest challenges of being a parent and an entrepreneur in the space do you think in your opinion in the cannabis space yeah i mean i'm technically not in the cannabis business so i think it's easier for me mm-hmm. um but being, uh, you know, I, I watch things go down a lot. I, I, it's definitely the stigma. I mean, I, I still face a stigma with it for sure. Um, and then, I, and I take a lot of judgment uh, about it. And, and, you know, people think I'm not a good parent. I've been told not to have any more children. I'm not, so everyone can relax. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but that was the plan anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and at the same time, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, I've, I've been the target of the, um, 
of backstabbing stuff that's happened within uh, the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. um, where they're like, what does she know? She's a mainstream, you know, writer, blogger, moms, and, you know, what does she know about the cannabis business? And that that's happened when I've, you know, people have sent me products and, and wanted the stamp and I don't give it to them. Mm. And then I get, I, I end up taking like a lot of uh, a heat for that. Spite. Um, but, you know, I mean, if we give it to everybody, it's not, A, it's not special. And like, we're only going to, you know, for us, when we give the stamp to someone, any product, we have to fully believe in that product a hundred percent. And, um, and there's a lot of cannabis products out there. So it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, the market is inundated now. Yeah. And you should want your product to be marketed towards someone who doesn't really know everything about the industry anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's what, I mean, that's where I stand with it, you know, and, and we pick, you know, the, the three companies that I pick, um, you know, also all one of them is is a, an actual cannabis farm um, called uh, named Moto Perpetual Farm, and they actually supply the oil to the other two companies. So, you know, Snacks gets their oil that they use in their edibles from Moto, and um, and Empower uh, Body Care, which is a topical uh, cannabis company, it has a black label and a white label that you can get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's a there's a code that you can use even to get a discount from Little Mamas if you want. Um, you know, is that they they also get their oil from um, from Moto. So you know, for us, that just made um, it made it sort of full circle. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're not going to ever give it to other cannabis companies anyplace else. We are. It's just um, I'm doing research on it all the time. I personally just haven't found anything yet um, in, in any other state that I've liked as much as. Uh, as those three companies if mm-hmm. I find something then they're going to get the stamp just like I haven't found um, you know uh, a lipstick that um, I, I like as much as the company that got our stamp for that you know right. I mean it's and we're just trying to we take it really seriously awesome that's a good thing <laughs> yeah I mean we think so yeah and um, so what in what ways would you say that cannabis impacts your parenting style I'm so much more present and patient mm-hmm. um, as a parent um, by when I'm when I'm using cannabis. I mean, and I because it's just so easy to get uh, overwhelmed and not be in the moment, mm-hmm. um, and I can end up. You know, I, oh, I I've always struggled with anxiety, like I said, but it definitely got worse. You know, after my kids were born, and I don't want them to feel like that's their fault that's Mm -hmm. not their fault um and this definitely makes it so that um i slow down and i'm able to really be there with them i am more patient i'm more focused um i can relax you know i'm I'm, i mean honestly i'm nicer Mm -hmm. um and they know it and i'm really open with them about the fact that um that i use it and and that it's a medicine it's locked up they can't get to it um they know it's better for you than, than drinking because it is. Um, and they are uh, super aware of the fact that, you know, I struggle with anxiety. And that helps them, I think, know that when I am struggling with it and I'm, I'm you know, being not great, uh, that it's not them. Right. You know, and, and they even can say to me sometimes, and do, you know, mommy, it seems like you're having a hard time. Do you, do you think maybe you need a, a cookie or 
mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you need your vape pen? Like, That's they'll hilarious. flat out ask me. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Nine times out of ten, they are correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you basically just answered my next question, but do you have any uh, anything you want to add to this? Um, how do you discuss the plant in your household? I mean, is, is there any specific approach you I, have? I'm so honest about it. I mean, the first time I ever talked about it with my older daughter before, I talked about it with a younger one. My older daughter was uh, 10, I think, at the time. Uh, and my younger one is five, um, you know, I just decided it was actually after I'd been at an event and I'd met the creator of Deviant Dabs, um, who is an, is an LA uh, based company. Um, and she and I were talking about it. And, um, and she said that she's always been really open with her kids about it, because if, if she wasn't, how was, how are we ever going to break the stigma? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, that's such a good point. And, um, you know, and it's like parents have no problem pouring a glass of wine in front of their kids or mm-hmm. having their kids, you know, pour them wine. I mean, geez, my, my older one likes to make cocktails. Like, she thinks it's, like, really fun and she'll make a <laughs> cocktail. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I, her nickname sometimes is Sally Draper. Like, we kind of talk. You know? And, uh, you know, she's never going to drink that cocktail. Right. Uh, but she's aware, you know, that, and, and listen, like, I don't have an issue with people that use cannabis, you know, for recreation. I think it's a good thing to use recreationally as well, as long as you are safe about it. And so when I decided to talk to her about it, I was super nervous. I mean, really nervous. And I, I talked to her about it. I showed her the flower. I showed her, you know, edibles. I showed her the vape pen. And we talked about why I use it and what it really is and that it's got a terrible stigma and that, you know, I, I explained what schedule one drugs were and uh, or are, you know, and why I don't feel that, um, you know, cannabis should be in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she asked me to, um, to show her how the vape pen works. And I, and I was so, you know, hesitant. We were standing outside and I, you know, and I, and I did, and I took a little vape hit and I turned to her and I said, you know, if you end up in therapy later, because I've just completely screwed you up, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, but she, you know, she really, they don't, uh, they really listen to me, especially at this age. And, and one of my favorite stories is that, you know, she, my daughter, you know, a couple months later had to make her, her dare poster with her class. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, still schedule one, like dare still exists. And, when she was doing it in her class, like her friends were, you know, went to go draw um, a cannabis leaf and she said, no, that shouldn't be on there because really that's a medicine and it's got a really bad reputation, but it shouldn't be on there. And she called her teacher over and said, I don't, I don't think that we should have, you know, a marijuana leaf on there. Can we please take it off? And her teacher, you know, was like, well, explain why. And she <laughs> told her and, uh, and her teacher agreed with her. She said, you know, you're right. Wow. I'm going to take it off. That's awesome. I don't know. I was so proud and she knew schedule one was and everything like I thought that was really funny I, I also say that they've seen it in a different way because my younger sister who's my best friend has been battling uh cancer for almost two years mm. now and um and we got her on a cannabis regimen so not only did they know that it was helping me with my anxiety but they knew that it was helping their aunt with uh with pain and, and helping her eat and you know and, and of course we all hoped that it was also going to um to heal her um but um so they, they understand that it can be used for, for different things. So, so to them, it's, while they understand that it can also be recreationally used and, and abused, they also understand that it's a medicine. And like with anything that you can use recreationally and any medicine, everything can be abused if you are not um, responsible, about, uh, responsible about it and if you're not taught the correct things about it. Absolutely. Um, do you have any advice for mothers who want to explore using cannabis but are afraid of the stigma? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're struggling and you want to, you know, you want to use it or again, even if you want to use it recreationally, if you've never used it before, um, you know, obviously microdosing is always a good thing. Try a little, see how you feel. I don't suggest if you've never used it before, trying it when your children are around, mm-hmm. um, you know, that have them go have a sleepover or go to a friend's and try it that way just to see because, you know, it, some people have adverse reactions. Right. To it yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do that the first time in front of your kids. You don't have want to be like, "Where's my hand?" Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We don't want that. You want to stay clear, and and if you've used it before and you're like, "I just used to use it to, you know, get really high," um, you know, like listen, when you know better, you do better, as Maya Angelou has said, and I think that. you know, we've probably all been in places where we've abused things. Um, I think I've abused cannabis before in my in my lifetime um, early on when I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. But I know better now, so I do better. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, you know, microdosing works the best. And I'm very cautious about how much I use, when I use it, uh, why I'm using it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't just turn to it just because. Um, unless I'm really like struggling, I, you know, I, I push through it if I can, but if I'm really having a hard time, then I use it. And I, and I do use it every night because I suffer from insomnia and I always have, and it's mm-hmm. the only thing that has ever worked for me to help me sleep. Um, and, uh, and I sleep well and I don't wake up, you know, feeling gross the next morning, like you do when you take a Valium or a Xanax or right. a drink, you know, I, I feel completely normal. So, um, you know, I think, the more that we all talk about it and the more that moms come out about using it and using it responsibly, I mean, that's my best advice is to, and to not feel like you have to hide. I mean, if moms are going to start using it and I, and I know they are, and I mean, that's the thing. And that's what I've learned from coming out. People wrote me and said, Oh my gosh, I've been like hiding in my basement every night, you know, so <laughs> yeah. you have a couple of babe hits because I feel so guilty. And it's like it's hiding in their basement, drinking wine, right. you know, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't make any sense. I think, you know, that's my advice. It's like, if it works for you, be honest you know, about it works it. for you. Yeah. Be honest about it. Is it, is it a risk every time you talk publicly about it? Could CPS show up? Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. It can. But if you are responsible about it and it's locked up and you're in a legal state and you have your card, um, you know, I think that that's the only way that we can make any kind of change is to, to be activists about it. You know, mm-hmm. nothing, Nothing ever changes in our society without a whole lot of work mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do you have anything specific to promote? Any call to action for your website or anything coming up with Little Mamas? I mean, we're you know we're always working on stuff. Um, we we love all the followers that we can get, and anyone who wants to sh- you know share our our articles, we'd appreciate that. We're the the p h e l i l m a m a s mamas dot com, mm-hmm. um, and we're the little mamas on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I um, obviously, if you're if you're local to Oregon and you can um, you're looking for products, we highly recommend the ones that we um, you know that I spoke about, Moto Perpetual Farm and um, She Don't Know Snacks, also known as SDK Snacks, mm-hmm. um, and Empower Body Care. We love to show them love. They are honestly um phenomenal companies run by phenomenal people who have stepped up for uh for me and my family and 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 my company in ways that um i can't even really describe and i trust them a lot um and you know as far as like call to action you know every time um 
I write something about it, you know, about cannabis or post something about, about cannabis, you know, the more shares, you know, the better. I think spreading the word and spreading, you know, my story, Tracy Ryan's story is being a mom who's giving it to her daughter for cancer. I mean, you know, my sister's story who was using it for, um, for cancer is using it for cancer. Um, you know, I think that, that's how, that's how we all come together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure otherwise, like, you know, how we, uh, how we make a change. So that's the only thing I would ask people and they can follow me personally as well. Sometimes I just do posts on my own, uh, not a mama's and I'm the Celia Behar, Behar, um, at, uh, well, that's it on Insta and on Twitter. I believe that's the same, that's the same thing. Right. And, you know, <laughs> Um, if anybody wants to order some Empower um, Body Care, uh, if you're scared of cannabis, and this is what I say to people, if you're scared, you're not really sure what to do, um, I highly recommend trying a topical first mm-hmm. because it's a really nice sort of, you know, e- ease your way in and, and feel the effects of what cannabis can actually do without ingesting it and without it going into your bloodstream even. Um, so the white label of um, Empower Body Care, which has our stamp of approval, ships across state lines. It's phenomenal. They make a soaking salt. They make a roll-on for sore muscles. Um, and they also make a lotion, which is amazing. And um, they, it's just all, you know, it's all fantastic. And it helps with anxiety and helps with pain. I mean, and what mother is, like, not in pain with, like, some muscle somewhere because we're constantly doing, like, 5,000 things. Right. And um, if you if you want a 10% discount, please use our, my code, which is CB010 at checkout, and then you get a 10% discount off. So, awesome. And it Thank doesn't you expire. That. You guys can use that whenever you want. Awesome. Thank you so much, Celia, for taking your time with us today and sharing your knowledge, uh, which is limitless. And I appreciate you just taking your time. I'm sure it has some limits. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just, I mean, you've shared a wealth of knowledge today. And so rest assured that you definitely helped someone out today. <laughs> Thank you. So much for having me on. I really enjoyed being able to talk to you. Awesome. I enjoyed talking to you as well. Our final guest today is Stephanie Kearns. Stephanie Kearns is an artist that goes by Vibrant Deity. So, Stephanie, how do you have conversations about usage as a parent? So, my approach is to be very honest and open. Mm-hmm. I explain to my children that in places like India, China, Egypt, Cannabis has a really rich history of healing and helping, and it's a really big part of the culture. And I explained to my children that it's not a big part of our culture. Our culture doesn't yet recognize it as a medicine. So that's why some people can think it's bad, but Mm -hmm. it is not bad. It is a healing thing. Um, So I'm just really open with them that we haven't really caught up to what other countries are doing. But for thousands of years, it's been used as a medicine in plenty of other places around the world. They seem to grasp that. Yeah. Yeah, That's really cool. (laughs) I was really into Egyptian history when I was little. So, I mean, I can see that being a thing, you know, I was too. (laughs) They were, they were amazing. They thought of everything. And they worshiped Mm -hmm. cats, which is like all I'm about, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, cats are the coolest. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Anyway, they are (laughs) back to, (laughs) Back, Back to, to parenting human beings. Okay, so did your upbringing affect your perception of cannabis at all? And in what ways did that upbringing shape how you educate your own offspring? Okay, so this is going to make you laugh, too. My upbringing definitely shaped 
my early opinion because it was conservative mm-hmm. and it was riddled with misinformation, things like uh, cannabis will lower your IQ. Mm-hmm. And this one you'll love. Cannabis will make you so irritable when you smoke it, you'll go around biting people. <laughs> So from a young age, I learned that I I didn't want to be stupid and I didn't want to bite people. Mm -hmm. There was no way I was going to use cannabis. And it's super unfortunate because I started having pretty serious health problems when I was 12 Mm -hmm. and ended up in a pain clinic when I was 19. And I feel like I could have circumvented all of that if I would have used something natural. Mm -hmm. But my upbringing said that it would make me stupid and bite people. I'm not kidding. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) and so like you said earlier you educate your children about the other cultures that embrace the plants so do you ever tell them about what's out there like you just said the thing about biting but like about some of these ridiculous you know misconceptions I do tell them about the misconceptions and I tell them that it's not people's fault that they feel that way I tell them that a lot of people have been told by their parents or their teachers when they were young that it is bad and so they truly believe it to be bad Mm -hmm. Um, but I talk about how it's I've even explained that it's uh, in this country it's a schedule one so it cannot be studied and it cannot be seen in a positive light and the funny thing is my children are very young Mm -hmm. but they but they grasp it yeah and I think children are a lot smarter than people give them credit for I think if you just start the conversation as early as possible then they're and there's no stigma that can ever be created that they have to overcome later. Right. They just always have the truth from the beginning. And they're so perceptive, you know, I think. They're so much more perceptive than we give credit for. Um, I agree. In what ways has cannabis improved your ability to parent? Well, one of the main ways that it helps me as a parent is it helps me sleep at night. Before cannabis, I tried everything to sleep. And when you have insomnia, you're a grouchy person and mm-hmm. your fuse is really short. Yeah. So I would say because it helps me sleep, it also helps my fuse be longer, Mm -hmm. um, helps me be more patient. But more than anything, it helps me be more in the moment. Since I'm in a lot of pain, um, it's easy for me to just sit there and think about how crappy I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But but cannabis puts me in the moment. It takes me out of that, that loop, I call it, that mental loop of I'm in pain, I'm in pain. And so I can actually be in the moment and be a parent and take them to the park and do all the millions of things that you need to do as a parent. Um, And I choose that over pharmaceuticals because the pharmaceuticals made me sick. So the only other option um, for my incurable disease was pharmaceuticals that had all these side effects. So I I explain um, to my children and, and to everyone that I wish I would have known about this better way. And that's why I speak out on it. And that's why I want to educate my children so they can educate people too when they hear misinformation you know in the classroom or wherever it's going to be that's awesome um and i know that you also do you also paint to manage your pain you want and how does that help how does that work into your being a parent well um because i use the cannabis because i'm able to sleep because my fuse is longer i also have a little bit of extra energy at the end of the night to paint, which really helps, creating really helps me cope um, with the pain and with balancing and juggling everything as a full-time working mom. 
so that's the other thing that cannabis helps me do is it helps me create, which also helps me be a better parent. Yeah. And um, if anybody wants to see my paintings, you can go to my Etsy page. It's called Vibrant Deity. I would love for you to check them out. I put a lot of heart and soul into what I do, and They're a lot gorgeous. of healing goes into it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> totally recommend them. Um, your work is amazing. So do you have oh. any advice for mothers who struggle with the stigma surrounding this plant? I do. Um, I have a couple couple things I want to advise on. Number one, I want mothers to, to remember one thing going forward in any conversation where they feel scrutinized. Um, human beings and animals on this planet have an endocannabinoid system that is especially made for uptaking cannabis. So if cannabis is bad, why do we have an endocannabinoid system right. in our brains? And that usually squashes a lot of arguments. If, you know, I tell moms, if somebody's making you feel uncomfortable, tell them that. Cats, dogs, horses, mm -hmm. everything have a mechanism in their brain. And then the other advice I would give is um, I'm going to advise you on what I did. When I first found out I was pregnant, I reached out to an organization called Moms for Marijuana. Mm -hmm. You can find them on uh, Facebook. And the reason I reached out to them, I know the – the person that started it, her name is Sarah Frank. It's basically a network of just moms talking to moms. Mm -hmm. So you can go on Facebook, you can say, hey, guys, I just got pregnant, or, or whatever. You can ask a specific question, and it is a mom somewhere that has dealt with it that will answer you. So you instantly have a network of thousands of other mothers that are in your position, and, and they have so much knowledge at their fingertips. And there's another organization that kind of – Go, ties into that Moms for Marijuana, another great place to find um, legal counsel because there is a lot, there unfortunately are a lot of children being taken away for the wrong reasons mm -hmm. and given to CPS. And there's a foundation called the Fight for Lily Foundation. Um, Sarah Frank from Moms for Marijuana also started this foundation when um, a little girl was taken away incorrectly and um, she fell in love with her while she was helped fighting her and she ended up adopting her. Wow. So it's, it's a beautiful story and there's a lot of resources there and there's a lot to learn about knowing your rights as a parent. Mm -hmm. Never, you know, one of the main rules is ne never open the door for CPS and never sign anything because right. once you do that, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. It's very hard to get your rights back. So I would say the best thing is to arm yourself with knowledge and know your rights and, and remind people that we all have endocannabinoid systems. Yeah, that's very good advice. Thank you so much for sharing yes. your experience with us today and coming back on. I always love having you. So I love being here. Thank you. <laughs> we love having you. <laughs> it's a mutual adoration awesome. society, or whatever they say. <laughs> Goodbye. I, all the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to your highest podcast. Brought to you by Cannabis Women's Alliance and Good Vibes Marketing Agency. The Cannabis Women's Alliance is founded to bring community, guidance, and inspiration to women working in the cannabis industry. Good Vibes Marketing Agency is a digital marketing agency that creates organic content for organic solutions. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, you can email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com.